A brief update. It's May the 12th, 2024. I've released just two episodes of this year. My father-in-law passed away in January. He bravely fought a multitude of health issues for well over 15 years. Rest in peace, John. My wife of more than 20 years, Lisa, is remarkably strong, much more so than I. Her outlook on life is always positive and has motivated me to resume my passion project. Research for new episodes is now well underway. Stay tuned and sincere thanks for subscribing to my podcast. Welcome to episode four of Beef Brothers. This video will be on YouTube and in podcast format on your listening app of choice. Let's say good day to the iconic duo of 1989 NBA champion and 18-year veteran Rick Mahorn and 1982 all-rookie first-teamer and two-time NBA all-star Jeff Ruland. How are we this evening, guys? Good, Adam. Good. Thank you. Our episodes begin with a brief discussion of today's NBA. We'll cover the latest news and hear Rick's and Jeff's opinions. Then we'll turn back the clock as they reminisce about their lives in basketball. Today, we'll discuss Jeff's and Rick's interests away from the basketball court and finish with a few listener-submitted questions and comments. As we record this, it's the evening of April 13th in the USA. The NBA play-in tournament concludes tomorrow. Before we get there, just a quick recap of the regular season. Milwaukee led the NBA with the best record at 58-24, and 24, whilst Denver was the best out west at 53-29. and 29. Our regular season league leaders, just for context, Joel Embiid, 33.1 points a game. DeMontis Sabonis had 12.3 rebounds per game, and James Harden had 10.7 assists per game. Do you guys have a pick at this stage for who might be the NBA MVP for 2023? For me... I think when I look at it and I try to assess everything and I don't look at who was past MVPs, but I also look at the team's record with and without the best player for me. Oh, even though Joel and B play very well, exceptionally well, Joker as well. They both led their teams in, in different positions as far as rebounds and, and also scoring. I have to give it to Giannis Antetokounmpo because I think Giannis does so much on the court between blocking shots, rebounding, and assists. So I'm not taking away the triple-double that the Joker has almost did the entire season. And then when I look at Joel Embiid, he was healthier this year than last year. I think all eyes are going to go on Joel Embiid. But my personal opinion, if I had a vote, I would do it for Giannis Antetokounmpo. How about you, Jeff? Well said, Rick. I agree with you on every aspect of that. The fact that they had the best record in basketball and people lose sight. They didn't have Middleton until like the end of the season. Then Holiday is, he doesn't get enough fucking credit, man. That dude, I love to play with a guy like that. But yeah, the big man, the freak. Yeah, both of those other guys are well-deserving, but the freak don't take nights off and gets it done, man. On the watch. Almost like Inspector Gadget Horn with them friggin' arms. Look at the players, and I've seen all of them this this year. And as far as I work with the Pistons, just seeing the way the parity in this league has came to a head. Don't get me wrong, Milwaukee still got the best record. Denver out west got the best record, but the west is kind of shaky to me. But when I look at the way the East has played, they have upgraded their game. But totally across the league. And Adam, I know we're going to talk about the playing game, the playing scenarios. I'm looking at two teams to go on the road and win in someone else's house. That's how competitive this is. And I love rules. 
I think if we had had the playing game back when we were playing at that time when it was only six teams and we went on a roll where we were 17 out of 18, 16 out of 17, we only lost one game. We were on a roll and we didn't make the playoffs. Yep. No question. Parity in the league. It's one sprained ankle away from balance of palace shifting in every series. So last time we talked, I mentioned about Durant and anyone who got hurt when warmups. I still don't know how the hell that happens. I got a question for Jeff and Adam. We haven't had a podcast since before the trade deadline. And a lot of people were talking about Durant leaving, Kyrie leaving, and partnering up with Luca the Don. To me, I think Phoenix, did they win in that trade? I think they won in that trade for starting five, but I don't think they won in that trade without that having that bench. And you got to have a bench in the playoffs. And you talk about everybody's one injury away from not having that top player. We looked at Zion not playing for the rest of the year. I said, okay, would that hurt New Orleans? Well, apparently it did last night. Now they have to try to make with this playing game, I like it. The two teams that win, they get to advance. The loser in front of the 8-9 got to go down and win. Man, I like the playing game. And and I think with these trades, Dallas not making the playoffs or even not even making the playing game, that's kind of a disappointment for that season, having those two players on the same team. Hey, Kyrie is a great player. I'm a big fan. Wasn't happy with some of the things he says or whatever, but that's, that's on him. He's his own man. I appreciate that. But they gave up a lot, man. They they just don't play. And, and Luca's sitting there, and I love the guy's game, but he he's sitting there horn and he's telling everybody, yeah, we got to play better defense. Well, it starts with you, my man. Yeah. True. Yeah, I don't think he can guard his own shadow. And then him bringing the ball up every half in time, it's got to wear you down. It's not a rest for a championship, obviously, I don't think. No, because now that the league has this usage rate, I love that because now you could take that and say, okay, his usage rate is totally off the charts. The same way, remember, Harden was doing that in Houston, triple-double or whatever, 50 points, 60 points, but that ain't going to win you a championship. None of these guys are like Michael Jordan, and this was when the rules changed. I look at it, if we played now, you couldn't play defense, but the physicality is gone. But then again, when the playoffs start, you get physical. I saw it last night. I'm looking forward to seeing it tonight, that the referees are kind of letting them play like like old school basketball. Yeah, that's why I'm tuning in. I don't watch a lot of regular seating basketball. i got to be honest with you, I couldn't stomach the All-Star game. Looks like it's going to be something, yeah. Yeah, Australia's own Josh Kitty copped a cheap shot last night in the midsection. That was a bit un- untoward. Now, Rick, just quickly, nobody... <laughs> Yeah, nobody knows the Pistons franchise better than you. After five seasons as coach and a 17-65 and 65 record this year, Dwayne Casey will be moving into a front office position, I believe. What's the latest that you've heard on Detroit's search for a head coach as the uh, draft nears? You know, I'm not in that room. I'm not the fly on the wall. It's always going to be speculation. And I think Troy Weaver will make the best decision moving forward with this team and, and Aaron Tellen. And just to see even what Coach Casey's point of view will be as well as he moves into that front office. Coach Casey had to deal with this year was not a great year and his last five years haven't been great because you're dealing with younger talent. But we see once younger talent learns how to play and compete in this league, 
giddy yesterday. Now he knows what playoff basketball is about. <laughs> when you get hit like he did, this is playoff basketball by all means necessary. Not saying that it was intentional, but it is part of basketball. We've been hit in the nether regions. And <laughs> hit with a bow here and there, but we also inflicted pain to other people. That's why we're the Beef Brothers, and that's why we were slinging a lot of that meat out there. Put my two cents in on the coaching thing, and I got a question for Rick after that. I'm floating out. Kenny Atkinson and Jay Wright, and then Horn. Did Coach Casey hold those guys accountable on the defensive end? The thing that I, in the league now, we got 37 assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sometimes Coach Beeline when they were down in Washington. But Like I said, I'm a fly on the wall. I don't know if it's accountability. I don't know if it's maturity. But it's changed a lot, rules, because when I look at guys sitting on the bench, even in the playoffs, I'm like, dude, you, you, is that all you got? You got a, just a pair of jeans and a, and a raggedy T-shirt? I mean, I'm looking at it. David Stern, he might be he, – he rolling over in his grave right now, looking, going like, this is what I left where we can see guys and cut off T-shirts and things like that. I understand people have identity, but you got also all the coaches are in a uniform. Mm-hmm. And I think when the pandemic came, this is, has became part of what coaches, remember coaches used to have to wear suits. And if we had to sit on the bench, we had to wear a sports coat. But man, I'm looking at half this stuff. I'm going like, well, okay, I hope they don't show that. There was nobody in the gym when we played on the road, so I wore just a slacks and a polo shirt. Yeah. Some nice shoes, but, yeah, I'd rather wear that than a suit, man, than coach. But I'm talking about if you're not playing rules, I get so much gear, sweatsuits, shorts, socks, shoes. It's like they got so much merchandise that they can use. It's like, well, just wear nice, the zip, the three-quarter polo zip. Be uniform because, to me, I know individuality but that's when you're at home but when you're on a team you want to be uniform yeah i don't think you have to be in a tuxedo but i agree you got to be a little bit professional yeah yeah a little bit more yeah mm-hmm. some of those fashion choices are certainly unique that that's for sure the play-in tournament we've got two games left in the east chicago traveled to miami to battle for the right to play the milwaukee bucks in round one and out west oklahoma city visit minnesota to fight for the right to take on the Nuggets. Who do you think might take out those last two games in the play-in just before we touch on the first-round matchups, guys? If I'm Milwaukee, I want to play Miami. (laughs) (laughs) But if I'm playing Chicago, that's a shorter ride. I ain't got to really stay overnight. I could be (laughs) in bed in 15 minutes. The way that Chicago played last night against the Toronto Raptors, they had two guys that kept going in there. Plus, DeMar DeRozan's daughter became a star. Yes, she did. With her screaming at the free throws. And and guess what? They didn't make free throws. So I look at that and say, well, Chicago should be the bigger team. I do think Miami's got a chip on their shoulder because they lost at home to Atlanta. And now this is do or die. And when I look at Minnesota, I see Rudy Gobert coming back. That's going to help them out. I see Minnesota winning that game. Jeff, how do you see those last two games? Well, Miami better friggin' rebound. I want to hear Bam telling me how great he is, a great player. He getting free rebounds. They got their ass waxed on the board. If they don't rebound the board, they'll be soon exiting. The other game out west, the OKC, Minnesota. 
Oh, man. I love those guards, but Minnesota's got Rudy back. And my thing was Edwards has come so far. I mean, he's on the verge of really becoming a terrific two-way player. I know he was banged up, and he must have been hurting because he didn't do much of anything. If he's healthy and back to normal, I like Minnesota also like Rick does. And they're home, so that's a good thing that playing at home. We've got the matchups for most of the playoffs already decided. We have Brooklyn versus the 76ers, Atlanta take on Boston. We've got the Knicks versus Cleveland, and then a winner to be decided versus the Bucks. And in the West, we've got Sacramento in the playoffs for the first time since 2006 against the Warriors, the defending champions, so that'll be interesting. Lakers and Memphis, then we have the Clippers and Suns, and to be decided versus the uh, Denver Nuggets. In terms of the first-round matchups, guys, what stands out to you, perhaps, or what's a, a series or two of note that you'll be most interested in? I got two. Mine will be the New York Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think that's going to be one humdinger of a game. Donovan Mitchell versus Jalen Brunson. Brunson really opened the door for New York to get there, but Julius Randle's going to have to have an excellent game. And I think he's going to either let Jalen Brunson drive the car, but he's going to have to finish it because he's going to have to push him through. But Donovan Mitchell and that length that they have across the front court for the Cleveland Cavaliers is going to be imposing. I mean, Jared Allen, Mobley, this is something they won 50 games, and I think that's going to be, to me, one of the best games in a 4-5 matchup. And also in out west with Phoenix and the Clippers. I think that's going to be a humdinger too. Like I said earlier in our podcast, this is the parody that I've been waiting for. Yeah, it's great matchups across the board there, and there's obviously some high-octane offense from a lot of teams that are in the postseason. Jeff, what do you think is going to shake out in the first series that we're going to have beginning this weekend? I'm left with Horner with the New York and the Cleveland series. I think, yeah, Randall's got to be healthy. He's coming back from not playing, obviously, for a while. And the key for them, I think, I love Brunson. I mean, I mentioned his name to the Wizards when I worked part-time there, but the kid Barrett, I think he's the barometer. Nick's going to win that series. He's got to come. He's got to play in all facets, but he just he just doesn't shoot the ball well. The, the shooting percentage is in like the low low 40, so he's, he's got to shoot better for them. And out West, I like Phoenix. That series is going to be good. Horn said, I'm interested to see Golden State. Sacramento's had a great year, and I love some bonus, and I should have bet that when they traded for him because I it just – you say Fox has stepped it up and, and taken his game to another level, but he makes them go. I'm just interested to see if they're going to take a game or two to to figure out that it's the playoffs and it's the Warriors. I'm just worried about them shitting the bed. <laughs> you got former coach Mike Brown coaching that team, and then you got Harrison Barnes, a champion from that team. So is it a good parody? Because I think Sacramento just really doesn't play defense but they can get that ball up. They can score. And Golden State, can they get back in transition if Curry misses the shot? Even yeah. though the Golden State Warriors beat them the last game and scored like 151 points, is that something that, that they can do on a consistent basis? Because their road record was shit. This might be a, a 4-2 series, but it's going to be a hard series because it's basically looking in the mirror image of each other, but not having the same personnel. 
For me, with the Warriors, it's what is Wiggins and Peyton going to bring? Wiggins got to get back there first, though. Part of that shit road record is because he was missing for all that time. I mean, he played unbelievable in the finals last year. Jeff, you wanted to talk about the Wizards. Yeah, I just was talking to Rick earlier. I had a conundrum about whether they're talking about signing for Zingas and, and Kuzma, and they both had great years. But let's be honest. Are we going to pay them $35, $40 million and the team won 34, 35 games? I mean, what's the going rate? If you compare them and say, I want to give them $15 million and let them and have a whole bunch of incentives, this ain't football rules. What's stop with me? I'm not signing both them dudes. I'm letting them go. But I'm just saying, salary cap increases. You have to spend that money. Spend it on somebody that you're familiar with or somebody else might sign them. They're waiting to see if they're free agents or if they're option year for the team. I don't know the, the situation as of yet, but I will digest into that. But the thing is, Guzma did have a good year. But hey, it's not about the wins to these guys anymore. I know you have to spend a certain amount of money, Horn, but my thing is you're going to get lock these guys in for four more or five more years each, and you got 35 wins. I mean, come on. Come on, cuz. On a bad team, and not saying that they're really bad, but they're they really bad. There's three teams worse than them in the East. Hey, when you're making a team, you try to find pieces and role players. Role players that can adapt. I don't think they adapted to the situation. Porzingis did play well, but did he play well in Dallas? No. Did he play well in New York? No. Did he find a home playing with Bradley Beal and us with the Bullets, our alumni? I just look at it as like, okay, what's the grit and grime? I look at the teams and I look at what's your history? Do you know your history? What's your identity? Rules, we had an identity. I know that. I don't know what their identity is. And, you know, I'm going to quote the great Anita Rulin. You can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you pay Kyrie? Because he'll be a free agent, too. That's a tough one, too. I don't know what they do there, man. I remember when Isaiah Thomas said, oh, I just want the bag. I remember a lot of guys from up here used to say, I'm a free agent. I'm going to get the bag. But don't think you're going to get the bag if you don't win. East Division making the playoffs. They didn't even come close to making but that's the GM and owner. That's the, as I say, those are the governors. That's what they got to do. Jeff, a lot of people are not like you and I that says you got to earn it. And then once you earn it, you want to keep it. Everybody's not Giannis Antetokounmpo. Who's- I don't mind any paying anybody that performs well. The bottom line is you want to win a fucking championship. But if they don't have the pieces and they keep talking that mess, you got to get the right piece. Listen, Washington is not a destination. Detroit's not this big destination. But when you look at it, what makes the destination is that the winning attitude. When I look at the Miami Heat, maybe they're not tall. But it starts from the top. They have a culture. When you establish it, these guys are going to get paid. Somebody's going to pay them. No, I hope they can make as much money as they can. I'm not against that at all. I'm just saying if you, if the goal is to win. I don't know if I'm going to tie up a million each on both of those dudes and 35 games a year. I love what you're saying, but isn't this about making money? How many uniforms they got out there for, for the same team? Five different uniforms, six different uniforms. How many uniforms we had, Rules? That's another bizarre thing about your boy Barkley, about standing in the shower and one. I used to wash my shit in the sink. And someone that I 
didn't hate. Otherwise, I let that thing stink like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, no, no. See, I, I'm from the old school rules. You know, I used to wash mine in the shower. You wash it in the shower. Then I had to worry about washing it in the sink. I was ready to go out and party with you. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking Charles goes up every night and was getting drinks. When the fuck did he come home and jump in the shower at 5 a.m.? <laughs> that's only on the rule. We didn't have to wash at home, though. Come on, rules. He had the other night about fighting. When's the last time he won a fight? <laughs> <laughs> hey adam we got off subject let's get it going i do appreciate the banter it's certainly very entertaining is there anything you'd like to further discuss about this current season or the playoffs before we move into a bit of basketball history this is my last thing on that is seeing who will win the sweepstakes you got four teams that are vying and trying to have that percentage point and who's going to get this young man victor out of france they want to see what he's going to do, he's going to change the game. What team is going to get him and who's going to win the sweepstakes? Mm. Jeff, how about yourself? I'm a big fan of him. I haven't seen the other guys. I still the one guard. Scoop? You talking about Scoop? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Big fan. But that that big fella, man, I was watching him handle the rock. If he can stay healthy, he can get a little bit stronger. He's changed the game. Well, I mean, you're seven foot four wingspan and all. You're seven foot four and you look like that. You... He's going to be seven, eight. That dude's still growing. Hey, hopefully nobody just runs into him and he breaks. Yeah, that's true. Big guys like that, there's only so much weight they can put on. He needs to get strong. I'm not worried about him. We're going to get him some kangaroo meat from down there. Adam. <laughs> I'll package some up and send it over to him. You sitting it to me. I want some of that meat. <laughs> yeah. Now, we've learned about some of your on-court history. What other interests might you have that we may not know about, guys, that you'd like to talk about? Only interest I have is how much time I can spend with my family because you spend so much time on the road, especially on my part, mm-hmm. that you want to get home and see what's going on, making sure everybody's okay. And that's it. And just do some things. Go to lunch. Do it on your time, not on when you're always on a schedule. That's what I do every year. See some friends, spend some time with the families. Instead of spending four and a half hours on the golf course, I'd rather spend two hours on the course and the other two and a half at home or riding a bike doing something. Sounds good. How about yourself, Jeff? What are you interested in off court? Well, for the first time in a couple of years, I'm healthy, so I enjoy going to the gym. I'm playing golf again, playing tomorrow. Haven't played in 10 years, but spent time with my daughters who are all in their 30s. And I've got two grandkids now. I'm leaving in the morning tomorrow after I play golf to spend the weekend up there with them. So I'm right by the beach. I go to the beach during the day. I like to read. I'm going to take a couple road trips this summer, one of them up to Michigan, where I'm going to see my boy, the Beaver, and this ugly mug right here. I'm going to. Is, is black speak up there and <laughs> kick the shit out of James Edwards while I'm up there. Oh, uh, he is black. <laughs> <laughs> Make a room for me now. You can stay and look at all this Rick Mahorn stuff on the wall. Yeah. Gonna hang out in Michigan for a couple weeks. Sounds good, guys. Thank you just for uh, elaborating a little bit there. We've got a few listener questions and comments just before we round out the episode. The great username here, Optimistic Prime eighty six via the Beef Brothers. YouTube channel, he mentions a couple of moments that will break out into two questions. He says, Jeff, I must say, you are really great. People need to go back and watch Michael Jordan's first game where he tried his first NBA dunk on you, but took a little nap instead. 
what are your recollections of when Jordan did try that first jam and ended up on the floor at Chicago Stadium? Well, Rick and I had seen him that summer playing an exhibition game and give Alex English 52. So we were like, we knew he was going to be something special. But I remember that before the game talking to Rick about, hey, he's not making a poster out of me. But <laughs> importantly, we lost the game and I didn't play well. But the bottom line is I still have that jersey from that game. And Michael was gracious enough to to send it to me. It turned into a a thing of his own, anything associated with that game. We, we weren't getting dunked on by him that game. So. What, what do you remember about that first game, Rick, that Jordan played against you guys with the Bullets? I don't play so many games. I don't even know. I don't play against Jordan in playoffs and things. The thing about it, it didn't matter if it was Jordan, didn't matter if it was Bird, didn't matter if it was Magic or Isaiah. We're going to knock you on your ass. You try to dunk on us. We weren't built for posters. We were built to make posters putting them right on their ass. If Jeff didn't get them, I would have got them. I love it. That's a great answer. That's the truth. We tested a lot of guys' manhoods, and a lot of guys didn't pass. Absolutely, that's true. Get some better questions, by the way, that are unfiltered and talk a lot of shit. Let's upgrade the questions, but go ahead. One other great follow-up to that initial question from Optimistic Prime 86. Rick, I always wondered about when Isaiah Thomas tried climbing that tree and you just laughed. Did Zeke ever say thanks for not swinging back? And it's in reference to a game from April of 1990. It actually got wilder towards the end of the game, and we might talk about that in a future episode. But what do you recall of that moment where Isaiah did swing that couple of punches your way when you were with the 76ers? Oh, it was funny because uh, we clinched that night winning the Atlantic Division, and Philly hasn't done that in a while since the Moses Malone and Dr. J era. And it was just interesting that that he was so frustrated that we're kicking his ass. That was the thing. When you're kicking somebody's ass, they're going to try to do something. But it was just the fact that, you know what I said? Hey, he apologizes all the time because he's waiting for me to just knock the shit out of him. Nah. <laughs> Rules and I have been friends since we met, and it's all about competition. He hit me, I hit him, and we just gonna, we're going to fight it out for 48 minutes. But it was always love after the game. We never took anything personal, and that's what you have to in this league. I'd like to answer that. Please do. (laughs) I think it's one of the most fucking embarrassing things I've ever fucking seen. For a guy that claims to be a tough guy from Chicago, oh, my God, give me a fucking break. Dude was a great competitor, a great player. I'm not a big fan. Tell you a quick story, and I don't give a shit what anybody says. We played Rick when he got traded first game. We had a party. We went to classics. I get in the car afterwards after paying the fucking bill. <laughs> I got stuck with the bill. My wife turns to me and goes, "What's with Rick's friend Isaiah?" I go, "What do you mean, Mo?" He goes, "Well, he hit on me." And I go, "Yeah, I'm going home with that gorgeous big white dude there. What the fuck am I going to tell him? He's a fucking hit." Oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't know he tried to hit on my- He's always tried to portray like my wife told me like the fucking minute it happened. So I'm not a big fan. You didn't tell me. I didn't have to tell you. I took care of it. It's all good. But you ain't tell me, you piece of shit. I'm trying to punch you. That's embarrassing. Bruce, everybody wants to beat the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have big balls to go in there. Back from if he would have grabbed a pipe or a fucking chair. They're trying to bitch slap you. (laughs) It it was humiliating enough that we went into the palace and whooped ass, and not only whooped ass in the game, in the fight, too. No question. 
There's actually a, um, a video that has more than two and a half million views, which is titled, Isaiah Thomas Punches Rick Mahorn in the Head, Mahorn Doesn't Flinch. So I thought that's quite an appropriate title there from a, a good friend of mine, actually, that I've had on the podcast, Ryan Van Dusen. So it's on his YouTube channel. Now, our last comment was from Tommy D via the Beef Brothers YouTube channel, and he says, my Beef Brothers t-shirt was the first shirt I wore after each wash cycle in college. My original one is long gone. How can I get a Beef Brothers t-shirt? And further, another guy called Just Ed adds, yeah, mine is long gone and worn out. Do a retro Beef Brothers t-shirt. What is the latest with the the t-shirts that people might be able to get access to, guys? All right. We did it down in Washington. We got some great pub out of it. We dropped Mm -hmm. the ball, a couple things. You still can't find it online. We're in the process of developing a website, and we will be selling them to the public. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, and we'll update on the channel when we have some more news for you on that front. We'd love your interaction with the show. If you're watching on YouTube, please ask a question or add a comment below. Rick or Jeff can respond in future episodes. I'll collate your submissions for the next episode. And we hope to uh, ramp up a few more episodes during this postseason now that Rick's... Oh, we will. We will. On just note that the games that are up there, the Celtic games already got 25,000 views. Okay. Love the Boston fans, baby. Wish we can tag on that and give them our little assessment of it. That would be kind of hot. Watch the game commentary on it? I'd like to do that, yeah. More like after the game, we can talk about it. You know what, Adam? It's like even after the malice of Dallas, instead of them interviewing us, it's more like banter that, and, you know, I could say that situation was pretty ugly. I could tell them what led up to it, all the good stuff to it. So they don't know the behind the scenes stuff. I'd love to hear that. And I'm sure everybody listening to this would love to hear that. Yeah. Let's do it for sure. Thanks again, Rick and Jeff, for your time today. And if there's nothing else you'd like to add, we'll resume again shortly. Thanks, Adam. Down the road, Horn, I would think that we should have some guys on to really bust some balls. Yeah, we got a few. Few of the old heads. No question. Blessings out there. Make sure you tell your friends. We'll be on next week for sure. Power to the people. Stay safe and no kangaroo meat. <laughs> Peace, brother. All right. Love you guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Adam. Have a great night. Right. Thank you. All right, guys.